Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into the Football Betting Show. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined as always by veteran handicapper Brandon Lang from BrandonLang.com. I know we were off for the past two weeks. That's because Brandon had a little medical issue. We'll uh, ask him how he's doing in just a second. I want to remind everybody to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure they get downloaded directly to your mobile device every single Friday afternoon when we release these episodes. We are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and we are brought to you by betonline.ag. The wait is over. Football is back and you might not be at the games this year, but you could still be in on the action at Bet Online. You know Brandon and I have a lot of action on the football games each and every weekend and there's no better place to bet than betonline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well because it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Brandon, first off, how are you feeling? I know you had uh, some medical issues recently. You went under the knife. Everything all good, brother? Bro, hilarious. Two weeks ago, fluid in the knee. Uh, bacteria infection got my lymph nodes which basically affected the nerve going down the left side of my leg couldn't walk they sent me home with antibiotics they think everything's fine wrong antibiotics for the type of bacteria that i had knee swells up again fever goes to 101 back to the hospital again i'm in there for five more days so i spent eight of 11 days in the hospital uh knee surgery mri cti cte bee ggg i mean <laughs> everything you can possibly think of at the end of the day it wasn't lyme disease they just still don't know what it is it's not an infection it's not a bacteria um they threw out rheumatoid arthritis i definitely don't have that so we have to go get some more blood work done but as far as how i feel today versus the last two weeks we're back on the men. When he went in to drain the fluid out of my knee, he also found a, a six-inch piece of meniscus that was just hanging there like a little piece of crab that you just get out of, out of a, 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 the Alaskan king crab. So he took that up, which that's why I'm kind of limping around and no golf for about two months because of the meniscus. And so we're, uh, we're good. Uh, a little bit of a heater, thank God, both college and pro. And uh, I got some stuff jumping off the page this weekend. So it should be a big, big, big weekend. Well, it's good to have you back. Good that you're feeling better. Uh, I'm, I've been torch. I've been just torching it in college football. Nine and one. My last ten should have been ten and zero. Oh. My one loss last weekend. Uh, Notre Dame minus nineteen. They win by eighteen and uh, had the ball first and goal at the nine yard line with three minutes left and ran the clock out and ended the game up eighteen. So. Uh, had opportunities. Oh, and they let Georgia Tech pick up a fumble and return it 90 yards for a touchdown in that game. So, uh, had opportunities to go 10-0. and Happy with the 9-1. and And we move on here to another weekend of college football. And it starts with a big game here on Friday night. Uh, so, if you're listening to this podcast here on Friday, let's let's see if we can get you some, some tips here on this BYU-Boise State game. Brandon, I know everybody's going to talk about Boise State as a home underdog. But I think this BYU offense is just too good for Boise State to contain. Uh, if I can get this number at around the field goal, I know it's road chalk, but I might lay it with BYU. Good luck with that. Good, good luck with that. So you have to take a step back, my friend, and realize the power of the blue carpet. 
and it's just a place that Boise does not lose. That's first of all. Second of all, it's it's, it's a place where BYU has not fared well, no matter how good they've gone in there. They've had teams that have gone in there that have been unbelievable and superior to Boise State, and they just can't win in this building. They just can't. They've struggled on the blue card. Lastly, if you look at, 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 at BYU, I can't get past the struggle at home to Texas San Antonio 24-20. I can't get past that. I can't get past that game. BYU at home, this great offense that you talked about. I watched UTSA play Florida Atlantic um, last week. Um, Nick Tronti, who I talked about, was a kid that I knew when he was a 12-year-old in Ponte Vedra, uh, Florida, uh, rose up, become the starting quarterback as a sophomore at Ponte Vedra High, took him to the state championship as a senior, won Mr. State, Mr. Football in the state of Florida. Last guy to do it from, uh, from Jacksonville was Tim Tebow. I uh, had a couple full-ride offers from Arizona, went up to Indiana, transferred out, and has worked his way to the starting quarterback of Florida Atlantic. And I'm watching this game. And I'm saying, geez, oh, Pete, how in the world does this BYU team struggle with this UTSA team? Like, this is embarrassing. And I went and took a closer look at BYU's schedule and who they've played and who they've beaten. And before I put the cart before the horse, I'm going to force a team that struggled to play in the blue carpet to go into a place against a Boise team that just does not lose at home. And this quarterback for Boise, hot shot from basically USC that was the heir apparent before they fell in love with JT Daniels. Mm-hmm. I'm on Boise. I'm on Boise. So you have at it with BYU. Good luck with that, my friend. But you're Mr. 9-1. and one. No, but, you know, no but listen, listen. you do bring up a valid point because Boise State is 4-0 against the spread as a dog when both teams are undefeated. So the, I, I said it before. I said the trends are all in the direction of Boise State. If you look at all the trends... You know, four and zero as an underdog when they're undefeated. Four and zero against the spread as a dog between two undefeated teams. Three and zero against the spread as a home dog of th- uh, of three or less points. Nine and two against the spread as a dog against undefeated teams. Every trend would tell you to take uh, Boise State here. So maybe it's a maybe it's a layoff for me and 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 let you ride that Boise train. Let's. Uh, well, I'll say this. Yeah, I'll say this. I don't. I personally. I'm a home dog guy. My best bet last Saturday in college football was Auburn, plus two over LSU, 48-11. So it's hard for me to ever mess around with points on the road. And, again, the magic of the blue carpet, um, I actually have a play here on Boise State. Okay. All right. Let's move on to Saturday. Um, you know, we had some some games that have been canceled, uh, but there's some interesting top 25 games. Michigan is three and a half road favorites at Indiana. Down to three. Down to three. <laughs> okay. At Indiana. Uh, we're looking at a Michigan team that just lost to Michigan State at home, the same Michigan State team that got trounced by Rutgers hold on, in their hold opening on, game. Hold on, be careful, be careful using the word trounced. Okay. Okay, be careful using the word trounced. Any team turns the ball over eight times, you're going to get beat. I don't care who you play. All right, so are right. we are we now back on the Jim Harbaugh bandwagon thinking that he writes the ship here in Indiana, or are we taking the home dog Hoosiers? Why not? Why not? You're going to take an Indiana team that, that is 0-24, their last 24 against Michigan? Last 24 meetings, straight up. 
Not last 24 meetings straight up, Michigan 24-0. Go ahead. I'm looking at this game going, this is a gift. This is an absolute gift. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm not a big road. I'm not a big road chalk guy, but Indiana beats Penn State with 231 yards total offense, and they don't turn the ball over against Rutgers. Close game into the fourth quarter before they get some some you know burn scores or whatever, and people think that Michigan's just going to show up and not play. Michigan State's a good football team that turned it over eight times and lost. Then they turn around and they went outright against a Michigan team that they always play tough. So the value of the number is created here due to the fact that when teams start losing as a 20-plus favorite, that you're going to get value within the next game. 24 wins in a row. No, I didn't stutter. Let me, let me, let me say that again. Let me make sure everybody hears what I'm saying here, okay? Clear your ears. Put your cocktail down. The Hoosiers haven't won in this series since 1987. Wow. And they've lost 24 games in a row to the Michigan Wolverines. Buy it down to two and a half late with Michigan. They are not losing this game. Uh, help me out here. Uh, when I when when I looked at the Cincinnati-Houston game and the line was 13, I was a little confused because Cincinnati, to me, is the most complete group of five team. They just shut down back-to-back weeks an SMU offense and a Memphis offense to the tune of 23 combined points in both of those games. So why shouldn't they have a similar success against a similar offense in Houston that's actually a step below SMU and a step below Memphis? Why is Cincinnati only laying 13? Crazy, right? I mean, Luke Fickle uh, off the Urban Meyer uh, fruit tree uh, at home. Um, I, I think you're exactly right. I'd be absolutely shocked if Cincinnati doesn't run away and hide in this one as well. You're playing a similar offense. Houston wet the bed uh, against BYU. And uh, I just think, listen, Houston's a very experienced football team. But Holgerson has struggled a little bit. And, and I think you got to keep riding. It's not a game I love, but all I say is sometimes you're due for a letdown in college football. Sometimes you're due for a letdown. And maybe Houston gets hot here. And maybe you're late to the dance with Cincinnati, who's covered every number this year. Um, I don't know. Stay away from game from me. Cincinnati seems like the right side, but you get letdowns in college football. This could be that letdown game laying the double digits. Back doors open. Back door open. Okay, Tracy Lords, Ginger Lynn, Amber Lynn, Janet Jameson. Back door open. And, and Cincinnati and Houston. All right, I'll give you my upset play, and then we'll get to the two big uh, big top 10 matchups, all right? My upset play is going to be Liberty over Virginia Tech. Uh, Liberty's ranked number 25. Forget about the number. Don't worry about the number next to the team. Just worry about who the actual teams are. Vatek shouldn't be laying 16 and a half against anybody. Their defense is pathetic this year, Brandon. They are letting teams just score on them and score on them. And the only reason why they held BC down in that game was because Boston College turned the ball over five times, four times in the first half. And before you blink, the game is over. This Virginia Tech defense is very porous. They let Louisville put up 35 points against them. Uh, Wake put up 23 against them, and they won. And I had Wake as an 11-point underdog. They won outright in that game. So thank you, Wake Forest and and uh, and, and, the, and the Demon Deacons there. I just think that 16.5 is way too much for Virginia Tech to give anybody. Bro, I'm on the same side. Um, 
people don't realize how good a football coach Hugh Freeze is. And if the name rings a bell, it's because of the job he did at Ole Miss before mm-hmm. he got paid for, got, got canned for paying players and benefits and buying mom's houses and Benz's and Bentley's and, you know, I shop Hugh. Uh, escorts and my kind of guy. I mean, you know, you got to you got to do what you got to do to succeed. And Hugh did what he did, succeeded. And now he's ended up at Liberty. And I don't know, um, he may not be given in Bentleys, but you know, uh, Acura maybe, uh, <laughs> uh, Saturns maybe. Who knows? But at the end of the day, he has this team cooking. And when I say cooking, I mean cooking. And and you know, you look. They only had nine starters back. Only nine starters back. But uh, he's he's got them fired. I agree. I, I think it's way too many points. All right, let's get to the world's largest cocktail party in Florida, Georgia. Uh, I'm on Florida. Um, I'll take the three points. Anytime you're going to give me a field goal in this game, I'm going to take the other team. And I love Florida. I've been on them all year. Their defense uh, was bad the first couple of games, but actually they had the two weeks off because of COVID, and their defense actually looked good against the Missouri team that can score. So maybe Todd Grantham took those two weeks off and reassessed what he has there defensively and put some you know different schemes in or whatnot because they looked like a different defense against Missouri. Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts are unstoppable offensively. The Georgia offense is just going to try to run the ball and control the clock. They can't score with the Florida offense. I think Florida getting points is, is a slam dunk. I tell you what, Georgia's defense got exposed by Alabama, who almost hung 50 on them. And when you look at Florida and Trask, I completely agree with you. I, I, I don't believe Georgia's is as good as we, we made them out to be after those first couple of weeks. And they got exposed by Alabama, and I think offensively Trask and that Florida offense. And, and the defense is, yeah, maybe Georgia's defense is a hair better, but the Florida offense is leaps and bounds better than Georgia. I think that'll be the difference. Give me, give me Florida plus three and a half. All right, the Clemson-Notre Dame matchup. Uh, you're going to say that Clemson is less than six-point favorites? I'm jumping on Clemson, and I'm not even thinking twice. Last week, I bet against Clemson with BC because it was an incredible spot. They found out about the Trevor Lawrence news. They only had two practices to get DJ Oagalele ready for the game. Uh, You knew that they were just looking ahead to the Notre Dame matchup, thinking, let's get out of here alive. They come back from 18, they get out of there alive, and now they have a full week of preparation to get DJ and that offense ready to take on Notre Dame. Uh, Defensively, these two teams are comparable. Offensively, Clemson's better than Notre Dame. Notre Dame is not going to be able to do the same things that Boston College did to expose the secondary of Clemson. They are a run-first offense, not a pass-first offense like BC. So I think that the uh, Clemson defense will be just fine, and I think the Clemson offense will look better than they did last week. Give me Clemson laying the, lay the six. Well, it's down to five and a half. Even better. And, and let's make sure we're clear on something, that when you talk Notre Dame, you talk Ian Book. And when they met in the Cotton Bowl or, or Orange Bowl um, in 2018, two years ago, it was the Cotton Bowl, Ian Book looked like he was playing peewee football, uh, and he was in the seventh grade playing against 12th graders. Um, they got drilled 30-3, to and Ian Book was just lost. And so now you look at Notre Dame being at home. Here's the kicker. How many winning teams has Notre Dame played this year? Notre Dame has not played anybody. Well, Wake Forest. No, they got the game postponed against Wake Forest. 
Pitt is what? What's Pitt's record now? Three and four? So no, no, no winning teams. Not one winning team this year. Yep. And struggled against Louisville. One thing about Clemson, with time to prepare and challenged in a big game, forget the fact that Clemson offensively will do what Clemson does and score enough points because that's what ETM will do. The bottom line is this. This game comes down to one matchup. Ian Book versus Brett Venable. Throw Throw it out the window. Yep. Throw it out the window. Brett Venable will own him. Right side of the game, Clemson. Let's do it. Let's go to the NFL. B. Lang, uh, you've been scorching hot. Uh, give me your first play of the Sunday. You know, I, I, I said it. You know, we didn't do the podcast last week. I did a few radio shows from back in the hospital. Um, if you can go into Kansas City and beat the then you can go into Cleveland and beat Cleveland. And that's what the Raiders did. I'll say it again. You can go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. You can go into the Chargers and beat them in L.A. Bottom line, the Raiders are, are finding ways to win games. All the Chargers have done this year is continue to find, find ways, ways to, to lose, lose yeah. Yeah. football game, mm-hmm. And that's just what they do. My best bet, 150 dimer, number nine in a row at BrandonLang.com last week, was Denver at home plus three and a half. Wow. Yeah, I got the miracle cover. I got the comeback. I got the big one. But if you're going to put a streak together of nine straight winners of anything, you got to be lucky every once in a while. But it was also a play against the fact that the, that the Chargers can't close. And so I'm going to continue to go against this, this Charger until they – listen, that head coach is a nice guy. God, he's a nice guy. He just doesn't know how to close. He'll be out of a job. Uh, Anthony, yeah, Anthony Lynn will be out of a job. And that's a juicy job for anybody to take with that quarterback and that defense – Boy, there's yep. going to be a lot of people jumping at the opportunity to coach the Chargers. Uh, where do you fall on this Ravens-Colts line with the Ravens laying just a point and a half on the road? Ravens are going to blow them out. Coming off the loss, Ravens. right? Yeah, Ravens are going to blow them out. It's, 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 it's Phillip Rivers. It's Philip Rivers in their pick'em game. That's it. Lamar Jackson's going to go off. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to touch the game. Yeah. But any game involving Philip Rivers against a good football team, I'm not talking about the Detroit Lions and Matthew Stafford in Detroit. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Baltimore Ravens, who just had two losses against Kansas City and and Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and they'll and they'll get up off the deck. They'll play well here. You watch. Baltimore will go in there and win that game. All right, where else are you looking? And then last but not least, I, I listen, I, I've said it all year long. Um, one of my favorite shows growing up was Different Strokes. And we have that now in the NFL. We have the TV show Different Strokes. We what do you mean? We, got, we, have, we have a Mr. Drummond and we... we, we yeah, Tom Brady's <laughs> playing the part of Mr. Drummond and Antonio Brown is Gary Coleman. He moved in with him. He's living with him. They go to the field together. We don't know where Todd Bridges is. We couldn't find him, you know. So we, we can say Mike Evans is Todd Bridges, but he ain't living at the house. But Antonio Brown is living at the house. Uh, they are ready to roll. And I'm telling you, man, this Tampa Bay team, they, they throttled Green Bay 38-10. They throttled. Down 10 nothing two weeks ago, they throttled Green Bay, scored 38 unanswered, and destroyed Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I don't care what you're going to try to sell me on the Saints. I, I, I just – I don't care. I do not care. I've said all year long the Saints are overrated. This, they're going to get exposed in this game by Tampa's defense. 
and Drew Brees. I'll go as far as say Brees gets knocked out of the game and doesn't return. Tampa Bay, blowout winner. I like it a lot. I really do. That's a low spread. Yep. I like it a lot. Yep. They uh, just listen. I, I I've said it before. The Saints are the Saints are just not as good as their record or or the I, I go by the eye test. Yeah. And everything seems to just be like pulling teeth. And um on the road back to back weeks, Tampa's no joke. Tampa was in a letdown situation on Monday night. They're probably gonna blow away. But there's a there, there's the Tampa Bay with Chris Godwin. And there's a Tampa Bay without Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm, and with mm-hmm. games that Chris Godwin hasn't played, they've struggled a little bit. But in games he has played, they've blown people out. Well, if Godwin can't go, which he's not, well, now, now, our boy, our boy, our boy's back. He's he he he's he's in the Godwin role. And there we go, baby. Our boy, our boy, he's back. And they're gonna have a day. They are gonna have a day. Him and AB are gonna have a day. And they are going to blow them out. What you talking about, Willis? All right, brother. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> Feel better. Uh, it's good to have you back. And uh, enjoy the games this weekend. Good luck. Got it, man. Be good. 150 diamond number 10 in a row. BrandonLang.com. And there you have it. For Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg, reminding you once again to subscribe, rate, and review the football betting show wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can always follow me on Twitter at Scott's on air and head to BrandonLang.com. For more information on B Lang. Good luck this weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.